I'm Dr. Brian Goldman, host of the CBC podcast, The Dose. Each week, we answer health topics in a smart and sometimes counterintuitive way you won't hear anywhere else. Like, what's the least amount of exercise I can do to get the benefits? Which psychedelics can improve my mental health? And how can I check for cancer if I don't have a family doctor? Top experts help me bring you what you need to know in plain language in about 20 minutes. Find The Dose on the CBC Listen app or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. Hey there. So this is not going to be an episode of The Cost of Living because we have a special bonus pod for you from our friends at White Coat Black Art. If you don't know the show, it's hosted by Dr. Brian Goldman, and it looks at all things medicine. This week's show is kind of a crossover episode with The Cost of Living. White Coat put sick notes under the microscope. If you miss work because you're sick, do you really need to get a note from a doctor? Employees say it's a hassle. Doctors say public health care shouldn't be turned into the corporate HR police. So is it time to say so long to the sick note? Here's White Coat, Black Art. I'm Dr. Brian Goldman. This is White Coat, Black Art. Say you have a cough, sniffles, and a fever, and you take a couple of days off work. That's what you're supposed to do, by the by. You come back to work, and the first thing your boss says is to get a sick note from your healthcare provider. That's what happened to Haley Bucher Dick, who lives in Roland, Manitoba, when she was working at a fast food restaurant back in 2017. When I worked there, you got minimum wage, and there was no paid sick days. If they 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 would really put pressure on and kind of imply that you might get written up if you didn't get it before your shift started. Although often I was like, well. I'm not going to the ER for this. Like, this is ridiculous. But, I mean, the walk-in doctors would be understandably annoyed. And I I get it. Like, that's that's terribly annoying. That's just terribly frustrating. And um, so I never had to pay anything. But certainly, like, I remember telling myself that if I had, if they were going to ask me to pay for anything, I was going to go to my boss and say, hey, so, like, when am I getting the money back for for this doctor's note? Because this is a virus. It's embarrassing to go in and know that you're really not supposed to do that you see the look on the physician's face when you walk in you're like i'm just here for a doctor's note and they're like and they can't, they're not even really annoyed with you they're just annoyed with the entire thing i found it I, I found it really i would say i found it really annoying and i found it very embarrassing too patients and their healthcare providers don't always see eye to eye but when it comes to sick notes they're in lockstep patients hate asking for them and healthcare providers would rather not have to provide them. My name is Dr. Gregory Sawiski, and I am a full-scope rural physician in Pinoca, Alberta. I take care of patients basically from uh, cradle to grave. Dr. Sawiski says he doesn't write sick notes on demand. He makes a counteroffer. When I have a patient that requests a sick note for work, I first ask them, is this needed by your employer or did you just want one? Uh, if they say that they absolutely need a sick note that their employer is requesting or demanding one, I tell them that what I can do is provide a note stating that uh, a sick note is an uninsured health service so that there is a fee involved. And if the employer is requesting it, then that that payment is the responsibility of the employer. And I'll put this on a note. And at the end of the note, I will put a little invoice uh, for the cost of the sick note with the caveat that upon 
uh, receipt of the payment for the sick note from the employer and not from the employee, I will be happy to provide a note. And I also make it clear on the note that sick notes are uh, a usage of time that's not ideal and that uh, if the patient is truly unwell, they should be at home resting and not sitting in a clinic requesting a note. I have never, ever gotten an employer to pay for the sick note and, and then to have the note produced. Um, I Whether the, the note itself acts as sort of a pseudo sick note because then the employer is aware that the patient actually went to a doctor's office, that may be the case, but I've never had them come back and say that they, that they were willing to pay for it. Some patients don't wish to be caught in the middle and just preserve uh, harmony with their employer, they'll let them just pay for it. But I do uh, tell those patients that I'm going to give them a receipt. I encourage them to file uh, an expense claim uh, as uh, this was a re requirement from their employer. And I say, here, you'll be giving a note and here's a, re a receipt. If this is a cost of your business, then you give it to your boss and, and have them uh, reimburse you. I find that patients are often uh, a little gleeful with a tongue-in-cheek note like that because they know that they're sick and they know that asking uh, a sick note is, uh, especially during our current healthcare crunch, a difficult uh, challenge because they know how busy we are. And they're often caught between a bit of a rock and a hard place because their, their employer is demanding a note. And so when they see that uh, it's going to be put back on the employer, and especially when the cost is going to be put on, back on the employer, uh, patients I find are often uh, often have a little bit of a smile on their face and they, they say, oh, they will be happy to uh, give this to their boss and see what their boss says. Levity aside, for the patients who need a sick note to keep working, it's no laughing matter. Just ask Body Bloodworth, a nurse practitioner who works at Access Winnipeg West Walk-In Connected Care Clinic. My perception and what I have seen is the people where sick notes matter are the working poor. And so therefore, they're the people who come in because they need that sick note, right? And then they're then taking time off work or presenting when they could just be at home recovering. Um, so it kind of disproportionately affects like this population that is already disproportionately affected by like everything else. In terms of my experience with it, it's, I don't want to say it's like an unnecessary visit because like it deeply matters for that person because like that person needs money to live, but medically they don't need my assessment. Like they themselves are aware what is going on. They themselves are aware that what they need is symptomatic management that they're doing, you know, rest and recovery, which they're doing. And now they're sitting in a clinic room kind of seeing me. And so that then takes up those, you know, times that could theoretically be used for people where they're either unsure what's going on or there's kind of other complications that are occurring. Time was when people were sick with a cold or the flu, they just went to work. It was considered virtuous to suck it up. But as Body Bloodworth suggested, there's more to it than that. In the 1990s, Carrie Cooper, a professor of organizational psychology at the University of Manchester, coined the term presenteeism. It refers to the propensity for workers to come to work when they're sick, in large part because they may face consequences if they stay home. The pandemic was supposed to change that. 
Public health officers urged people with COVID to stay home so they wouldn't spread the virus to the workplace. The thing is, it's hard to stay home when you don't have paid sick leave, a situation that affects many workers in low-paying jobs. A 2023 study by Statistics Canada found that between 1995 and 2022, paid sick leave coverage increased moderately. According to the report, in many cases, coverage appears to have risen faster in jobs that traditionally provide relatively little coverage. But the study also showed that for many frontline workers, people who work at grocery stores, gas stations, child daycare services and nursing homes, paid sick coverage is far from universal. People in those kinds of jobs are typically the ones who need sick notes. One group of workers who have done a 180 on presenteeism are health professionals like me. Recently, I chatted about that with Dr. Kay Dingwell. She's an ER physician in Summerside PEI. Dingwell's state of well-being became a talking point. I don't know, maybe you're tired, but... Yeah, I'm uh, post-night shift. I only had an hour and a half sleep. (laughs) You only had an hour and a half sleep? That is, well... um, Maybe you need a sick note. <laughs> well, I was sick last week, actually. So I was I was in Emerge and very sick last week. So I will tell you that among my colleagues, we just have to say we don't have to provide a sick note. We just have to. Uh, they're uh, they're encouraging us these days as emergency physicians, emergency nurses, other personnel to stay away if we are sick uh, and to follow the policy on return to work following COVID. So, uh, I, I, you know, I'm glad you don't have to, you don't have to ask for a note in your current capacity. No, my department actually is amazingly supportive, uh, when someone is sick and I have, I've been there three years. I love it. It's very collegial. Uh, I messaged last week saying, Hey guys, I'm super sick. And one of my colleagues stepped up, took my shifts and then, while she was working my shift, I had to show up because of how ill I was. And she just took one look at me and said, I'm taking your shift tomorrow, too. Um, and so I ended up being treated in my own department by the doctor covering me. Um, I had a peritonsillar abscess, so I was quite sick. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, you know, I have that privilege that I can just say I am sick. And I am believed and we figure it out and everyone should have that. And you know what? We've you know, we've gone we've done a 180 on that because there was a time when uh, I remember very well when you're supposed to show how tough you were by showing up for work when you were sick. And now we are not doing that at all. That's an amazing change. Uh, in the emergency department, in, in among among emergency personnel. Oh, yes. Even while I was in med school and residency, so I finished residency in 2021, and uh, I, I certainly got the, you know, you really need to show up, uh, even if you're really sick. And so that, that was very much part of the culture just a few years ago. So I think COVID did spark some positive shifts in culture, even if it did sort of set our staffing situation on fire. Staffing situation on fire is Kay Dingwell's way of saying that every time a frontline ER physician is sick and can't show up for work, it means another physician must take their place. That's more disruptive than it sounds. In the past six weeks alone, I've been called into work for a sick colleague three times. We'll be right back. Hello, I'm Jess Milton. For 15 years, I produced The Vinyl Cafe with the late, great Stuart McLean. Every week, more than 2 million people tuned in to hear funny, fictional, feel-good stories about Dave and his family. 
We're excited to welcome you back to the warm and welcoming world of the Vinyl Cafe with our new podcast, Backstage at the Vinyl Cafe. Each week, we'll share two hilarious stories by Stuart, and for the first time ever, I'll tell you what it was like behind the scenes. Subscribe for free wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to White Coat Black Art. This week, we're talking about the workers who need to get sick notes from healthcare providers or risk getting disciplined or even fired from their jobs. Some of them ask for sick notes from ER physicians like Dr. K. Dingwell and me. In 2020, CAPE, that's the Canadian Association of Emergency Physicians, put out a position statement on sick notes for minor illnesses. It says that CAPE, of which I'm a member, quote, advocates for a ban on sick note requirements by employers and schools via federal or provincial legislation and encourages patients with minor illnesses to stay at home and recover if they do not feel they require acute medical assessment. Dr. Kay Dingwell, the ER physician we heard from earlier, endorses the CAPE position. Recently, she posted this on X, quote, the public health system is not your HR, that's human resources, police. Your tweet sounded like fighting words. What made you want to post that? So uh, it came from an element of frustration I've had for many years. So uh, well before I was in medicine, because uh, I came into medicine later, I had to go to the emergency department at midnight for a work note where I would have been fired. And I have maintained a degree of frustration with employers requiring those notes ever since. At the early days of the pandemic, the Canadian Association of Emergency Physicians uh, issued a policy statement on the issuance of work notes. And since I've been at my department since 2021, they've had a policy that they don't give work notes for minor illness. And so um, I had been seeing with the uptick in viral respiratory illness, people coming in specifically for a note. These weren't patients who were concerned about their symptoms and wanting assessment. These were patients coming in my boss is requiring me to get a note to take time off work because I have a fever and a cough. Um, these patients don't want to be there. They don't want to wait 8, 10, 12 hours to see me. They want to be home recovering and um, they don't want to be in my waiting room coughing on sick elderly patients. And uh, so I I wrote up a thread and targeted at employers who that's the target audience. The, these employees are stuck between a rock and a hard place. They don't have say into what their employers want. Um, but I really want employers to be aware that this really isn't an appropriate use of the healthcare resources that we have. Without directly quoting, because I don't ever give specific patient information, but they'll say things along the lines of, I'm not allowed to take any days off without a doctor's note, or I have to have a doctor's note to take time off, or my boss is going to want a note, um, those sorts of things. So it's often that this may be the barrier between them being able to take time off without potentially facing disciplinary action at work or potentially the loss of their jobs. And we do actually have a uh, little printed handout that sort of explains um, the department's views and uh, references the CAPE, Canadian Association of Emergency Physicians policy. We do provide a note if they wish stating that they were seen there. It just says, you know, it's one of their patient stickers and that they were seen in the department. But it is something that they'll be informed of at triage as well. And and yet they're still they're still asking. So they, they know there's a sign. They're still asking. So they must really need something. They must need some documentation. Yeah. And and I mentioned before, I've 
I've been in that position where I've been stuck and and you need that job and you need to not be facing discipline at work for having a normal human experience like a viral illness. Um, and so, you know, we always have, as we do in all things, a shared decision-making discussion with the patients, but we also need them to know that this is something that should be, if they feel safe to do so, fed back to their employer. This is not the role of the health system to police employee attendance. So how often are you being asked to write sick notes these days? Every day. Every day? Yeah, every shift, I should say. In spite of the sign? Yes. Do you see people from particular industries looking for a sick note? Um, no, I find typically it it is more um, precarious hourly employment. Um, we may see it many times with our temporary foreign workers who may have more precarious employment and their attendance is very tightly managed by their employers. And so that's typically where I would see the requests coming from. Are they coming in just for the note or are they are they saying that they're sick? Because in my experience, uh, often the request for the note comes after everything else. Is, are they just coming in and saying, I need a note? Or are they coming in and saying they're ill? It's hard to give a proportion as to how many, but... I'd certainly say a, a fair number do come in and say, I really just need a note. Like, I know I'm sick. Um, but there are certainly a, a fairly large percentage where it's, you know, I have these symptoms I'm concerned about. Oh, hey, doc, can I get a note? And, you know, perhaps their their main goal incoming was to get the note. And sometimes I'll just ask just from a place of curiosity, say, hey, I have a bit of an interest in this area. Was your primary reason coming for coming in to get the note? And often they'll say yes. And I just say, you know, I'm not judging. I'm just curious about it because I kind of follow this. We we have a bit of a discussion, but I'm always trying very carefully to make sure that I know that they know that I'm not blaming them because I don't want someone who is worried about their symptoms not to come in um, because it, the patient declares the emergency, right? If they're worried about their symptoms, I want them to come get assessed. I don't want them to feel like them also wanting a note is a, is a reason they shouldn't come in. But a lot of the time when I ask them and they, they know it's a cold and they know that they've already tested positive for COVID at home, but they're not super sick, that they don't have any interventions that they're seeking. And so those patients, yeah, sometimes I'll just ask out of a curiosity, just say, hey, I kind of follow this. It's an area I care about. And you care about it in, in part because of your personal experience. Can you say something about that? Yeah. So um, as I mentioned, I came into medicine later. I already had kids and and uh, there was one time I was sick with a, um, a stomach bug when I was four months pregnant with my now 13-year-old. And uh, I went in to emerge the first day and uh, was, was seen at the hospital just down the road here. And it was midnight, so I was working a shift in the middle of the night. Um, and I got a note and I was covered. But then I was still sick a few days later and went into work. And uh, I was so dehydrated from having gastroenteritis that I passed out on my coworkers. So, oh, um, dear. yeah, it wasn't a great situation. And so I have maintained a bit of a, a vendetta against work notes ever since. What was the experience like asking for the note? Did did you find somebody like you uh, when you asked for the note? Uh, yeah, I found someone who was fairly sympathetic, especially because I was quite pregnant at the time. Um, and I I felt awful. I just wanted to be home in bed getting some fluids. And I don't think patients who feel unwell but know that they don't require intervention really want to be doing that either. 
I was fortunate to encounter someone. I actually, he's now a colleague who was quite kind and and uh, managed me at that time. But it's, you know, no one should feel like they have to just sit and emerge when they don't need to. And instead of being home and getting their home management, that makes them feel better. So what do you what do you think is behind the request for the note? I mean, it's it's it's, it's a documentation of something, but what does it symbolize to you? Well, it's been really a documentation of anything besides a request. I'm not doing any tests on these patients to prove that they're sick. If they tell me they're sick, I believe them. And I, I'm not going to go do a viral swab or anything like that. Those are I'm doing a test that doesn't change my management, right? So if they tell me they have typical viral symptoms, I'm just going to believe them. And so I'm not verifying anything in any way. What these notes serve as is a barrier by set up by the employer to the employee using any sick time for this person to try and make it so difficult for them to stay home that they come to work even when they're sick. Um, And that's how these notes are often used. When I posted my thread, I had a couple people who are employers say things like, well, I have this employee who always takes off every Monday, you know, how am I, and says they're sick, what am I supposed to do about that? And I said, well, you know, that's, an employee-employer issue. That's an issue of discipline in the workplace if you think your employee is lying to you. That is not a problem for the health system to solve. It's not our role or expertise to act as police for human resources. That's not the role. I'm there to provide medical care. And it's not appropriate for employers to put employees in the position where they feel like they have to access medical care that they don't feel they need. And so it's really, I think these these notes are just serving as a barrier. They're not documenting anything. They're not proving anything besides that this person waited however many hours in my waiting room. So I, it really, the only possibility is that these are tr- trying to be used as a barrier to keep people from calling off sick. So what do you actually do with these requests when you get them? So it depends. All things in medicine are shared decision-making, right? We have to focus on the needs of the patient. They're the person whose care is important. I do have a discussion with them, and I explain. We have a departmental policy. We do not provide work notes. Um, I offer them the note that we have, which is that they have been seen. It's a bit of a different situation if I'm, say, seeing someone and they are have just been in a major MBC and I am recommending motor vehicle collision. Yeah. So if I'm saying you need to not go to work tomorrow, that's one thing versus someone coming in and saying, hey, I have a cold. I don't want to go to work. So I do have a discussion with them. I find most people when I explain the position that we're trying to ensure that people know that our department doesn't give these notes. They are often very understanding and don't push the issue. But where I work, I'd say 30% of the patients I see don't have any access to primary care. We have nearly no walk-in clinics and even Maple, so the online, um, the virtual health platform that the province uses as a, an unaffiliated care program, often can't see people, so they're timing out. So I'm getting patients who have already tried everything, and they have exhausted their potential avenues of appropriately requesting one of these, and They've got no choices left. So sometimes you just give in? Yeah. Uh, I, and with the understanding, I, I don't want to set up a scenario where I'm going to have a line up at my door on my next shift. 
Um, no, but 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 the, but it's but it's a, it's a truism of emergency medicine that it takes ten seconds to write the note and ten minutes to explain why you're not going to write the note. Practicing good medicine always takes more time, um, so it it just takes time to explain and educate. And yeah, it's you know same as with a lot of antibiotic prescribing. Uh, although I'm a very big stickler for this, but it is a lot easier to just write the note instead of explaining why you're doing a delayed script and giving the education around that and. Um, it's often easier to do that sort of thing, but we always have to be mindful of the downstream consequences of our actions, which is that we can perpetuate employers doing this um, and putting their employees in those untenable positions, which is something I, I don't feel they should be stuck with. They deserve to just be able to say, hey, boss, I'm sick and be treated like an adult human being with the judgment to make that call. So what else do you think the medical community could or should be doing to stop the demand for sick notes? Uh, I would love to see us advocating in an organized manner for paid sick days. Um, I think if we can get people feeling like they have the right to stay home when they are ill, uh, we may see fewer outbreaks of illness in in employment settings. Because certainly when we talk about, for instance, long-term care settings, a lot of the time illness is brought in that results in outbreak by employees yeah. who are showing up at work. Mm -hmm. That happened during COVID, certainly. Yeah. Absolutely. Or where we see in crowded factory settings, as an example, um, where you'll have an outbreak of gastroenteritis amongst the employees, right? And then you end up with half your workforce off sick. If the first sick person felt like they could take a day or two to just get better, then perhaps we wouldn't be seeing so much in the way of clustered illness like that. And I think that's a lesson we should take from COVID, that it is reasonable for sick people to stay home. And uh, I wish that we had more in the way of legislative change to require that employers cover a certain amount of sick days within reason to, to facilitate this. And it should be required that for minor illness, they not be able to request a sick note. I can understand lots of businesses have struggled in recent years, and particularly small business, which is very common here on PEI. There are many small family-owned businesses. They struggle, and employee attendance is a major concern for them. But at the same time, we have to balance reasonableness and, and the rights of individuals when it comes to these sorts of concerns. So we can talk about advocating for change, but meanwhile, the system is what it is. So people listening to this conversation may be wondering, what do I do if my employer needs a sick note? What do you say to them? So they got to work within what they've got, right? Um, they can't put themselves at risk, set themselves on fire to keep others warm uh, if they don't feel they can. But if they are, say, in a position where they feel like they have a good enough relationship with their employer to advocate or maybe provide that CAPE handout that I give them and say, you know, have you guys considered changing this policy? Um, people having access to sick days is good for people. Um, there's been plenty of research done in this that when employees are facilitated in taking appropriate sick days, you see less illness and less call out. So it does actually end up being good for business. And so people who feel they could have an educational role with their employer would be great. People who are listening who aren't affected by this, but maybe in positions to help change things for other businesses. I would love if they maybe had a look at the policy statement, as well as some of the research on the benefits of offering sick time. Dr. Kay Dingwell, thank you so much for speaking with us. Always happy to. I hope you have a wonderful day. It was a pleasure. There's some evidence that changes are afoot. 
In 2023, the Nova Scotia government announced that sick notes would no longer be required unless the employee has been absent for more than five working days or has already had two absences of five days or less within the previous 12 months. And B.C. and Quebec are among the provinces that passed legislation compelling employers to pay for sick leave, a development that's good for workers and for the system. That's our show this week. Our email address is whitecoat at cbc.ca. If you like this episode, please give us a rating and review wherever you listen. White Coat Black Art was produced this week by Stephanie Dubois with help from Jennifer Warren and Samir Chabra. Our digital producer is Ruby Buiza and our digital writer this week is Jonathan Orr. That was the high cost of sick notes from White Coat Black Art. You can hear the show Saturdays at 1.30 p.m. on CBC Radio 1 or subscribe to their podcast. Hope you enjoyed it. Thanks for listening. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.